Hello and welcome to the PHBS podcast with myself, Will Bowen, and my co-host, Roberta Lazari. Today we have with us Paulina. Paulina is an entrepreneur, an angel investor, a TEDx speaker, and a founder of Grantree. Started with a purpose to help tech startups navigate the complex world of government funding. Since 2010, the team grew organically from two to over 50 and has raised over 200 million pounds for more than 600 technology startups and scale-ups using solely government funding schemes. Grantree is also an open culture company, which pioneered a self-set salary scheme and an empowering culture governed by holacracy. She is also the author of Laid Bare, What the Business Leader Learned from the Stripper, describing leadership lessons she learned as a burlesque dancer out on Amazon now. Paulina, it's great to have you on the show with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Exciting. Welcome, Paulina, and thanks for joining us today. Um, what we mentioned in the, in the introduction is your background, um, and it's probably one of the traits that makes you unique. Um, you come from a background in burlesque. Can you tell us about how this influenced your life as a female leader? Yeah, so, um, yeah, well, I actually started theater. So I, uh, I got into business because I was um, quite entrepreneurial and um, I was really fascinated by startup founders that I was meeting. Um, so, you know, I kind of naturally, I met someone who turned out to be my first business partner and kind of started creating projects and things. Um, but yeah, burlesque kind of happened about 10 years ago when I was in the throes of growing my second company, Grant Tree. Uh, it's really busy. Um, I was in my head most of the time and I really longed for some kind of outrageous uh, creative hobby. And I happened to stumble upon a burlesque show at some point and I just thought, wouldn't it be fabulous to do this maybe in another life? And then I thought, well, I do have one life. Uh, why don't we just do just I'll find out how to become a burlesque dancer, you know, uh, with my entrepreneurial hat on. I did. Uh, I signed up on a course. I uh, started performing around London. I'm actually on another course now. And it's really impacted my surprisingly my leadership style because I um got much more intuitive as a leader um i became a better listener i was able to kind of tune into the moment better as opposed to kind of constantly pursuing new things and trying to change things and influence things i kind of developed that what i refer to in my book as feminine side of my leadership wow that's it's an, it's an incredible story and i'm just wondering in terms of um, your background have you have had, had any issues in terms of um the workplace and stereotypes um uh, around around this yeah so yeah i am obviously in the tech space that being a very male dominated space um there has been there, it has been hard at times i guess but i just use the fact that i stood out to my advantage and that I was memorable, you know, when I started out as an entrepreneur, I had a quite, quite a thick Eastern European accent, I'm Polish um, by birth. And um, yeah, I just learned to use the fact that people remembered me, that I stood out to my advantage. And to be honest, nobody's ever really kind of seen it as a major issue that I do burlesque in my spare time. Uh, on the contrary, I got invited into a onto a prestigious panel of Institute of Engineering and Technology um, because the chairman saw that, uh, saw a TEDx talk where I, you know, talked about the lessons I drew from my burlesque dancing uh, into leadership. 
There are still a lot of preconceptions though about women in the workplace. And sometimes we as uh, female students or graduates ready to start a career, we may feel limited in the possibilities we will have. Maybe even feel like we can't dream about our ideal job position because of our gender. So I would like to ask you, do you have any suggestion to give us to start our careers? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all about, you know, having a strong support network, having that belief in yourself, which, you know, takes time to grow and develop. And we all have our dips and that's when the support network comes in. Um, it's all about surrounding yourself with the right people, mentors, um, peers. Um, it's about, yeah, having a clear vision of what you want at any given time of your career. And just really working towards that while at the same time being open to serendipity to kind of what the universe might send you away you know i never planned i would be you know starting two businesses it just kind of happened that an opportunity presented itself so and i, I think that's how my next project is going to happen as well so i try to have that balance in my life between having a strong vision on one hand but also being open to what might you know happen um, and where life may direct me um, you've touched a bit on, I guess, structure of the company and the people you work with. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you've structured Grantree and the, I guess the business practices you've implemented there? Yeah, absolutely. So Grantree has an open culture. And what we mean by, by that is that it's kind of culture built on a trust um, and um, respect. So really treating people like adults in the workplace. And that has far reaching consequences, really, because we uh, in our company give people um, the, the tools and empower them to set their own salary salaries, uh, to kind of measure their own performance and progress, to take part in strategic kind of decisions um, that the company takes. Um, so um, yeah, it's quite a different company in terms of how it's run and quite an experimental company and i'm really happy that we've kind of got to a place culturally speaking where we are yeah fairly unique you know obviously we've been inspired by companies and books such as um, maverick by ricardo semler and his company semco and valve software and zappos and uh, various others, but I think that it's fairly unique or the place that we got to when it comes to our, our culture and the way we work together. You mentioned um, the self-set pay in your business. Yeah. Um, can you tell something? Can you tell us something more about it, and especially maybe benefits and challenges, if any, that you encountered implementing this yeah. at country? Yeah, self-set pay is a, it's an interesting one, really, because it is not easy to implement it's a huge responsibility to put on somebody's shoulders and you really need to you know the main challenge is that you really need to equip people with uh, measurement frameworks with tools and uh, systems and processes to be able to evaluate uh, you know how much they're worth and um, put their case forward uh, they're the ones that make the final decision but there is a so nobody is kind of making that decision for them but there's a specific process they need to follow if they want to change their salary um so yeah so the kind of challenge around it would be the huge responsibility um, um some people have said to me god it's actually you know so complex um to do this like sometimes i wish somebody else was just making that decision for me but the um, kind of positives is that it's hugely empowering um and uh, I think people really feel 
yeah, treated like adults, you know, being given space to make some of the most important decisions that you can make in the workplace, including how much it should be remunerated. Um, and I guess I think you, you mentioned transparency and um, the importance of, I guess, self decision making, this sort of thing. Where do you see yourself positioned within the company as a leader? I guess with these people making their own, I guess, their own decisions about pay and this sort of thing. What do you see your role as um, within, within, the, within the company? Yeah, so it's an interesting one because um, relatively recently, my business partner and I appointed a CEO and are now actually an advisor to the company. But I think there's still a strong place for a leader in an open um, culture company. And that's, you know, it's the vision holder, the vision, the, the person that, that that's in the leadership position is there to kind of define what is our North Star as a business, uh, define the strategy. Obviously, it, they're being helped by a lot of people on the team, but it's ultimately their responsibility to make sure that we're going towards that North Star. And I would like to ask a question because in your posts on LinkedIn, you frequently mention mental health. Uh, I can imagine sometimes it can be really hard to work in a leadership position as uh, yours. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would like to ask how important is it is this uh, as an issue in business with such fast paced lifestyles nowadays? I think it's hugely important. I know that like these days, one in three people, um, I think in the UK struggle or have at some point in their health, their life had challenges to do with mental health. And uh, I would say, you know, as a person that suffered from depression, anxiety over the years, eating disorders as a teenager, um, and, you know, later on as well, um, self-care is an absolute top priority for any ambitious entrepreneur or would-be entrepreneur. Um, if you don't resource yourself first, you can't be there for your team and you don't have the strength to bear this responsibility on your shoulders in terms of starting and growing a business, which is a huge responsibility and a huge pressure. Um, so make sure that you are resourced and equipped first before, you, you know, like they say on the plane, you know, put on your oxygen mask first before you help anybody else. I think it's super essential. And, and now, you know, in the in the era where there is, you know, a global crisis um, in Ukraine and there's, we're just, you know, still coming out of the pandemic. I think it's so important that we don't forget to look after ourselves so that we are better equipped to help other people. One question I have, it relates to your book, Laid Bare. Um, mm -hmm. What would be, I guess, one key lesson, if, if we could isolate that, um, that you would touch on from, from that book? Hmm. Yeah, I would say that one key lesson would be, particularly for kind of entrepreneurs who are just starting out, um, is to get comfortable with sticking out from the crowd. So I kind of used the analogy there to being a burlesque dancer or a stripper, that when you're on stage, the more ridiculous your costume, your stage gags, um, your kind of moves, dance moves, the more noticeable that you are, the more uh, the better and the bigger the reaction of the audience and same as a small business a startup owner you need to get comfortable with standing up from the crowd and being different um, and you need to learn to be vulnerable uh, as well in front of your team you know it's quite a vulnerable thing as a burlesque dancer to undress on stage in front of the audience uh, it's 
it's quite a big thing and i think that more leaders um hopefully you know will get comfortable with showing their weakness and their uncertainty and the darkness as well in front of uh, to their teams in some way because by doing that they give space to they hold space for other people to be in touch with their weakness as well thank you thank you so much and it's a really really um intriguing story um in that book laid there um Pauline, I think that's all we've got time for today but thank you so much for coming on the podcast Absolutely. Just wanted to mention, um, if you wanted to have a look at the book, it's uh, it's now an Amazon hot new release. Um, the link is paulinatenner.com slash book to um, uh, my book page. Um, and yeah, I'm really curious to hear your reviews and to, to hear from you about it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And we'll probably put Thank a link so much. on the post. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Good Very luck, much. everyone. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you haven't already, join our community online on Instagram, where you can stay up to date with the latest episodes and reach out to us. Mm -hmm.